Bros. This is the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, we got pretty close to jack shit to talk about. True um, that. In, in Adventures in Hunting, we do not have any new pops. We have three new Blu-rays. So I actually like no Caleb, trailers. it's four. Sorry. Four? Yeah, it's four. What's the fourth one? The Turning. Oh. Yeah. Okay. My bad. Well, thanks for the heads up. I'm sorry. Asshole. I just barely saw it on Blu-ray.com, so suck it. <laughs> yeah, so we got four new Blu-rays to talk about. Uh, no new trailers. Nothing's up in the box. Yeah, did you hear that uh, AMC actually might go bankrupt because of all this? Dude. Yeah. Because I guess yeah. they tried to... They tried so many new things, I guess, like trying to expand and everything. And then right when they had a good system going, bam, in comes COVID-19. That sucks. Yeah, so we might be seeing AMC turn into a Toys R Us. Damn. Yeah. I mean, that's something that we can like glance over just because, because I, I have thoughts about okay. that. Um, and then getting into our main event of the evening, we will be breaking down the Oscar-winning 1917. Woo woo! Yeah, so should be a, a good time. Oh yes. All right. Well, with that, let's get into it. Let's do it. Every day, we're surrounded by media, books, movies, art music, games, apps, podcasts, etc., etc. With this constant bombardment, it's easy to miss great media gems in the chaos. But fret not, you've come to the right place, my friend. I'm Jason, and I love media. I invite you to check out the Mixed Media Forest podcast, the podcast where I trudge through the forests of media to find hidden gems for you. The listener. Every episode of Mixed Media Forest is chock full of fun, reviews, nostalgia, positivity, news, rants, stories, and recommendations about all things media. Again, that's the Mixed Media Forest podcast, created on Anchor Podcasting app and available everywhere fine podcasts can be found. Give it a listen. It's what all the cool kids are doing. All right. First up in Adventures in Hunting. Uh, no new pops, like I said. Um, but we do have a Blu-ray. Or four new Blu-rays to talk about. It's like a Blu-ray. Uh, so, yeah. So the first <laughs> one that we're going to talk about is Bad Boys for Life. And I have not seen the other two. I almost said of the three. I watched the first one. Thoughts. Like so the first Bad Boys. Yeah. It was it was okay. <laughs> like okay as in alright or okay as in uh no. So for how do you feel about cop shows? I love them actually. Yeah, so do you like th- 
realism or do you like just action packed just craziness? Uh, I honestly like realism more, more so. Okay, then you would probably not like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. It is very out there with the shit that they pull. All like right. I'm not even a cop. Like I'm. You don't I say. I have no plans. I have no plans to become a cop. I have. The only thing I know about being a cop is the shit that I learn from uh, TV, which or, is probably not even a little bit accurate. Or the movie Let's Be Cops. Or that, yeah. <laughs> um, but I can say for sure <laughs> that Bad Boys is very not accurate. <laughs> Dude, th- like... I don't even know what the hell. If they were going for just like pure crazy action stuff, it it's fun. If they were going for like so like is hey, it kind we're of cops? So is it kind of like do what? Is it kind of like on the fun side of kind of like the Fast and Furious franchise? Is it kind of like that? Or? It's it's borderline that. Like okay, I want you to think about something. Okay. And this is like a real scenario. Imagine this is like a real cop, okay? Okay. This cop goes into the a restroom while he's looking for a suspect, utilizes the restroom, and gets attacked by someone. What does the cop do with the person that attacked him? Arrest him? Yeah, that's what you would think, right? Yeah. <laughs> No, in this movie, this dude gets freaking bushwhacked in the bathroom and then leaves the guy that beat him up in the restroom to go chase someone else. I'm like, no. Uh, (laughs) What? Yeah, and then another thing, they have this witness that they're trying to keep in, like, protective custody. Unbeknownst to the police... So, it's just they have these random ass people watching this uh, witness to a crime that the freaking police don't know about yet. Like, officials don't know about yet. And she is told, hey, stay here in this, like, janky ass freaking hotel or apartment. Chooses not to. Somehow gets a gun. And goes to kill the person that is responsible for killing her friend and blah, blah, blah at the dude's freaking club. That is movie magic right there. That's the definition of movie magic. (laughs) It's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how that works at all. (laughs) All But after that, I... I mean... From what I've seen from this movie, it look it does look entertaining, and uh, uh, I don't know if you've seen the part, but there's a part where Mar- uh, Martin Lawrence is saying, you know, like, oh, we've been bad guys for so long, we should try to be uh, good guys, and Will Smith's just like, now, who the hell wants to sing that kind of song? Instead of, you know, singing bad boys, he's like, good guys, good guys, what you gonna do? Martin Martin Lawrence is just like, well, if you sung it with actual heart, maybe it would catch on. I I've to, I actually did laugh at that part. That was pretty funny. Yeah. 
like so because of that with the first one and also because i i couldn't find the second one i it's hard for me to want to get into the bad boys I mean, considering how much I love Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, I still want to give all three of them a watch. I love seeing these two together, actually. Yeah, I actually like Martin Lawrence a lot better than I like Will Smith as an actor. (gasps) That's fair. I don't think Martin Lawrence gets enough credit. Yeah, it's just... I I feel like Martin Lawrence... like Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, you don't cast them to play anyone other than Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. True. And it's just kind of like, hey, I wrote this character. Like, no one's like, I wrote this character, and you know who I think would be a good fit for this? Will Smith. It's more like, hey, I wrote this Will Smith part. (laughs) (laughs) And it's nothing against his acting abilities, either of their acting abilities. It's just... It better not be, considering... I was gonna say, considering uh, Will Smith was in the Pursuit of Happiness, and to me, that's one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. That is a pretty great movie, yeah. and definitely in a testament to his acting ability. I think he's a great actor. Yeah. It's just he plays Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, he 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 does. <laughs> like in that, I was just like, oh, it's poor Will Smith. <laughs> Uh, it's poor yeah, Will Smith it, with his son, which it actually really was his son. Yeah. So. So. But so with Bad Boys for Life, we're getting a Blu-ray and 4K copy of that, along with a Best Buy exclusive Steelbook, which looks okay. So the Best Buy exclusive Steelbook. This is literally the only difference between the regular uh, Blu-ray and 4K cover and the Steelbook. Um, there's not a the the colors aren't like lifted up, and there's not a car going in front of Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. That's literally the only difference. That's dumb. Yeah, and then oh, just wait until you hear what the uh, Target exclusive is. This is this is seriously one of the dumbest exclusives I've ever heard of. I don't know. I just think it's really dumb. It comes with a free poster. Oh, good hell! <laughs> That's all you get. <laughs> That's all you get at Target. You get an exclusive movie poster with the Blu-ray, DVD, and digital copy. Yep, I am dead serious. That's what you get. That is so (laughs) so lame. That is so lame. All right, so... (laughs) Be better. Uh, All right, so along with Bad Boys, uh, we'll be getting The Gentleman, which... I've heard I don't know, I've heard mixed things about this. Um, you know, I so I forget what this movie's about. I did too, but uh so <laughs> Sam and Stacy, uh Sammy and Sierra's parents, they actually walked out of this movie. They got so bored. Really? Yeah. I think yeah, I think Stacy leaned over to Sam and she's just like, "Can we go? This is so boring." He's like, "Yeah." Ooh, shit. Yeah, so if they think a movie is boring, then I'm going to probably think it's boring. Uh, yeah, I'm, I really have no interest in seeing this movie, honestly. I mean, it has a killer cast. 
but that's literally all it has going for it, I feel. Yeah, well, a good cast can't save a bad movie. Fair. Because, I mean, you got Matthew McConaughey, Colin Farrell, and Hugh Grant. Like, I'm actually not the biggest Hugh Grant fan. That's fair. I only like him in certain movies. Oh, and Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam. How are the hell you say his last name? (laughs) Ooh. Yeah, I I thought that was a movie that I was wanting to see, but I'm not quite so sure anymore. <laughs> right? Ugh. I mean, I'll, right. I'll 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 give it a shot. I'll I'll definitely give it a shot, but red boxing? Not even red boxing. Like I'll probably give it a shot when I can watch it for free. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Netflix. Yeah, no joke. Dude, I've been Uh-oh. knocking off a lot of movies off my bucket list. Dude, that's awesome. Like I've so I knocked out well, nineteen seventeen, which is what we're breaking down. Um but I knocked you out don't say. Shawshank Redemption. I still have not seen that. It's on Netflix. It is super good. Okay, that's one with Morgan Freeman, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I really and, gotta watch that. Yeah, you Definitely, you have to. Um, what else have I knocked off my list? Like, I've knocked out, like, a shit ton of stuff. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Those are the, the movies that I've... All right. Like, yeah. I mean, the one movie <laughs> but that I listed, but I've knocked out a lot of movies. But, hey, yeah, you've seen a movie... going to be on my list for a while. You've seen one of the greatest movies that I've never seen, so yeah, highly, have... highly recommend. It's not. I thought it was going to be one that didn't age well, like maybe for pacing purposes, but it aged really well. Okay, like it keeps you really engaged. Well, you have bragging rights right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, uh, next up, we got like a boss. Which stars Tiffany Haddish, Rose Byrne, and Salma Hayek. And I heard this movie kind of sucked. And it literally barely made... So the the budget for this movie was, I think, $26 million, I think I said, Caleb. Didn't I? Is that what I said? Yeah. Yeah. And its box office was $26.7 million. Just made it. Yeah, freaking... By the skin of your teeth. <laughs> Dude, that's like... That's crazy. Yeah. That is like ridiculously close to your budget. Like... <laughs> like, seriously, you're just like, oh, thank goodness. Like, we freaking... I mean, well, from what we learned in our movie industry breakdown, they didn't really break even. No, uh, no, they they lost a lot of money. Yeah, they lost at least 26. So, yeah, because basically the the definition of being successful is you have to at least break even, and you're not really even that successful with breaking even. Yeah. Well, that blows. Yeah. Um. So, but after that, our final movie that will be coming out uh, this week is The Turning which stars uh 
Mr. Stranger Things himself, Finn Wolfhard. And also, I'm forgetting who else is in this. Uh, That's literally the only person I know. But I heard this movie sucked. Did it? Yeah. That's what I was hearing, too. Dude, it just feels like, with, at least now, that people go in and they're just like, hey, uh, we need a kid for this horror movie. And they go with any of the Stranger Things kids. Yeah. Or the freaking kids from it yep which, which he's in both hard fills all three <laughs> yep although i'm so excited to see him in ghostbusters afterlife i think he's yeah, gonna do a great job cool. yeah hopefully too bad it doesn't come out until march of next year now uh, <laughs> please don't push back halloween kills please don't push back halloween kills yeah i'm gonna die freaking suck there, yeah, I want to know when the next just movie <laughs> is coming out. I, dude, I want to say like the only one that's actually like coming out in summer, and I don't even know if they're going to change it again is Wonder Woman eighty four, because that's supposed to come out in August. I think it comes out the end of August now, but like I you got this, this thing doesn't last that long, I, dude. I don't know. I am I am very that much sucks. looking forward to when I can. Go back to a movie theater, sit down and enjoy a movie. That's that's going to be a time to celebrate when we all can join join hands again. Yeah, I need to. I don't know. Like I I like the idea of being able to watch movies from my house. See, I'm kind of weird. Just not the same. Yeah. See, exactly. Like you can't get a a TV that's as big as a theater screen. It's just never going to happen. And I mean, you can. <laughs> okay, but, okay, fair. But it's, I don't know, it's just not the same. Like, if I want to see a movie so badly, I have to see it in the movie theater my first go-around. Like, it, it's it's an experience that can't be beat. Yeah. It's just tough, too, because, like, there's some movies that I want to see in theaters like the Black Widow, Wonder Woman, those big like blockbuster action movies. Yeah. And then there are like these other movies that I don't want. I I don't care whether or not I see them in theaters or not. It's like, like maybe like Scoob or Yeah, that would definitely be one. Okay. Um Invisible Man. I guess too. That was such a good movie, though. I can't wait for you to see that. Yeah, like that's I'm... one I'm considering renting. Dude, you um, should ju- well, you should like just wait. Home. You should like just so I think it comes out in like two or three weeks. You should wait because I'm gonna buy it on release date, and then you can just watch it for free. You're welcome. Okay. I just saved I mean, you twenty dollars. That too. <laughs> yeah, it's just like with those ones that I'm like, oh, that looks cool, but. I also kind of don't want to spend the money to go out. Fair. It's just it's just weird because like I know some people feel differently about that. Yeah. Where they're just like, okay, well, I want to get out, but some people don't, and it's just it's a weird like middle ground and just weird, just weird. 
Speaking, okay, so this is kind of like, I mean, it is on the topic of movie theaters. This is kind of random. So I just found out today that Halloween 2018 played in XD at Cinemark. Um, where the hell was I? I want to see Michael Myers in the biggest screen possible, stabbing someone. <laughs> they best be putting Halloween kills in XD. I, I want, oh gosh, I want, that'd be cool. I want to see Michael Myers slit someone's throat and like just look up in awe, being like, "Yeah, Michael, that's what I'm talking about." I'm sounding so I sick, feel right? Like he, that was that was <laughs> borderline sexual. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, honestly, the way for how much I love horror movies and the way I talk about them, sometimes I think if someone didn't know me, they'd think I'm a psychopath. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> uh, yeah, so those are all the movies that we we got coming out this week. Yes, sir. Uh, moving on. I know we, got, we don't really have anything in what's in the box, but Rose was telling me earlier that the AMCs are closing down. Well, uh, it's just that, uh, like after this whole, uh, quarantine is over, uh, they don't know if they're going to be able to bounce back after having to be closed for this long. Yeah, that would be a tough situation to be in. I'm very interested to see how Cinemark's doing. I mean, I'm sure they're struggling too, but I don't think as bad as AMC. I don't think so either. Because AMC, their prices are a lot cheaper than Cinemark. And Cinemark, their theaters are a lot nicer. Yeah. I think if... Dude, like, if we have Cinemarks... Or if we have AMC's clothes, which we only have two in Utah, so not a big issue for us. True. But if we lose Cinemark, we only have Megaplex. And there are not that many Megaplexes. And <sighs> Megaplex doesn't have luxury loungers. And now I f- honestly feel spoiled thanks to Cinemark. <laughs> right? <laughs> I can't watch a movie without sitting on a luxury lounger. Dude, last so what was the last movie? I think it was Sonic. I went to go see Sonic in theaters. And it was at the Provo Mall. Yeah. Wait, I thought so, we saw... Didn't we see Onward? Was it Onward? Yeah, because we saw that on your birthday. And you saw Sonic when before that. I... That's right. I did see Sonic before that. Okay, yeah. So, Onward. Onward was the last one, and it was... We were in normal seats, weren't we? Yep. That sucked ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, freaking blows. <sighs> freaking spoiled first world problems yeah that's why that's why i try to never see a movie at provo it has to either be af or orm the only reason that i like i prefer to go to orm is just time saving don't you mean to to provo isn't provo time saving did i say provo no you said orm oh no i go to provo for time saving yeah, when I want it to takes enjoy like... my theatrical experience, then I go to Orem. All right, fair. Orem or American Fork. 
But if I just want to have the time of my life, then we go to Spanish. Yes. <laughs> XD, baby. Yeah, like, this is seriously how it goes. If I need to go see a movie yesterday, then I go to Provo. If it's one that I'm like, oh, this is like this would be fun to go see together, then me and you go to Orem. Yeah. And then if this is one where, or if there's a movie that's like, oh, we need to freaking experience this shit, then we go to freaking Spanish. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dude, I'm honestly so glad that my first XD movie ever was Avengers Endgame. Oh, right. Oh, no better way to experience that, that movie. Actually, I think my first XD movie was Venom. That's still a good choice. Yeah, it was a pretty decent movie. Didn't you see it? Chapter two in XD. Yes. How was that? Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I told you the that story when I was walking back to my hotel. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. We went to go see or I went to go see It Chapter 2 by myself. I was staying at a hotel and yeah, went to go see it in XD, came out, and I thought like, oh, that was fine. And then I heard this this thumping while I was walking through the hotel parking lot. And I look up, and there's just this balloon. It wasn't a red balloon. Damn it. But it was just a balloon. So I was just like, uh, yeah, no. So I started, <laughs> like, walking a little faster. And as soon as I passed that freaking light, the balloon, like, because it was super windy. So the balloon, like, was, like, flipping out, and it I get, it popped, I lost oh, my I, mind and freaking <laughs> took too. off. Did I tell you about the uh, customers that came in and bought uh, three red balloons as a prank a couple weeks ago? No. So I can't really be mad at them for this because they were actually helping out the community. So what they did was so they brought so they came in. And they're like, oh, you know, we want to get three red balloons. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, do you want them with a red string or a white string? Or, like, you know, like, what color string would you like? No. What's the color uh, that they have in it? I'm like, it's white. And they're like, oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, let's go with white. I'm like, oh, shit, what are they doing? Um, so, <laughs> so I blow up the three balloons. Um, you know, I get them their price tag and everything. I ask them, like, you know, if you don't mind me asking, what are you going to do with these? And they're like, oh, so what we're going to do is we're going to tie them to a roll of toilet paper and just place it out in our yard and see if anyone takes it. They were this bored during quarantine. I can't really be that mad because they're giving back to the community because toilet paper is, is is still scarce. Somewhat. Um, but I'm just like, okay. Um, all right. Hope it was worth Odd. the $3.75. Yeah, I hope it was worth the three seventy five. But I mean, yeah. I feel there's worse things you could do with that. <laughs> that true, but I I I just kind of want to know how long it took for someone to take it. Probably not long. Yeah. I mean, depending I feel, where they live. Yeah, that's true. I feel though, if they wanted to be screen accurate, they would have just used one red balloon. Well, who knows? Maybe they did it with like. Three All right, different true. times. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. I just wish that, that we carried. Interesting. That would have been cool. I just wish we carried. I love dairy red balloons. That would have been awesome. 
Well, that wouldn't make sense. Eh, Pennywise just, you know, he leaves Derry and ends up in Utah. But he still loves Derry. Screw Utah. <laughs> Derry's where it's at. Yeah. Um, but with AMC, and I know Water Gardens is doing this. Uh, they're starting to do drive-in theaters. Which is so awesome. I love that Water Gardens is doing this. Dude, I love that this is making a comeback. Yes. Because, I'm pre- if I'm not mistaken, didn't the lot next to them used to be drive-in theaters, but they were, like, tearing it down? Uh, Or were those just, like, random buildings? I don't know, dude. You've lived in Utah County longer than me. <laughs> okay, then I might be wrong. All I know is but... didn't... Didn't there used to be a golf course, like a miniature golf course, right next to Cinema 6? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what they tore down. Oh. When did they get rid of that? Do you remember? I have no idea. But they took their sweet-ass time getting rid of it. Because <laughs> I want to know if like they took that away before I moved here or like shortly after I did. I think they took it down before. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was before. Um... Sad because I, that was the theater that we would always go to as kids, like when we were really little. Yeah. Um, and I always remember wanting to do the miniature golf thing, but we never did. And then when I, it got around the time where I was like, "Hey, I can go hang out with friends and do something." Well, I mean, I didn't have friends to hang out with, but. <laughs> I wanted well, to this go just got golfing. deep and depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, bro. Dude, it's because I lived in a, in an area super far away from my school. So yeah, I went to Forbes. So it, Forbes was the school that was a little bit, like a few blocks away from my house. I only went there for like second and third grade. I never like hung out with friends at their houses and like that grade mm. like i didn't start hanging out with friends at their houses or having them come to mine until like fifth or sixth grade i feel and then that's ab- i think that's about the time they started tearing down the golf courses sad so if only i, I had moved here sooner yeah no shit right <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, honestly, there are some moments. Age, I was just like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Hmm? No, you go ahead. No, you go. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, there is a little bit of part of me that I, it does what I do wish that sometimes I would have been able to live my whole childhood in Utah. I mean, that would, I, I mean, I feel we would have eventually met and that would have been cool for us to grow through elementary to where we are now. Be such a beautiful story. Well, hell, dude, we probably wouldn't have even met until the grade that we did. Because we met in, like, Bam. seventh, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so you, so if, let's just play this out. <laughs> <laughs> if you would have gone, I mean, yeah, if you would have gone, or lived in Utah from, like, let's say, third grade. Okay. Then... We would have gone to school together for one year. 
because that's when I was at Forbes. You would have gone to, I'm assuming you would have gone to Forbes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so we would have gone to school together for one year. Then I would have gotten moved to Lehigh for fourth, fifth, and sixth. And then we wouldn't have met up again until seventh grade. All right, fair. All right. Okay, never mind. (laughs) I take back what I say, said, whatever. Yeah, so. It still would have worked out like this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway. I got nothing else to say about any of this other stuff. You? No, I just hope that movie theaters will be okay after this. All this is over. Yeah, no joke. I I thoroughly enjoy the experience. Same. Absolutely same. It's my favorite way to escape. Yeah, well, honestly, like, even, like, I don't know. If I just need to, like, just have an escape, I'll literally go see any movie. I don't really care. I just need to sit in a nice air-conditioned room, nice chair, and just be taken to a different world. Yeah, I feel you there. Well, all right. Well, let's say we move on to our main event of the evening. Let's do it. Time for the main event. It's main event time. Let's play game. Okay, for this week's main event of the evening, we are going to be breaking down 1917. And we don't have any answers from our bros because I forgot to post the question of the week. <laughs> I can't um, say good job, Caleb, because I could have posted it too. So, yeah, <laughs> I can't say anything. It's, I don't know, it's it's tough to, like, not really tough. It's just, I I like to do everything at one time. Fair. And so, if I don't, like, because we didn't know like, what we were doing until, like, Monday. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and then by that time I had all of the the episode art for last week's episode up and like done. Yeah. And everything was saved in my phone ready to be posted. It was just then I would have had to log on and like make some stuff up for for this and I was crazy busy doing other stuff. Yeah. So Hopefully, we'll be better because we do know what we're going to do next week, which you will find out at the end. Yep. So, getting into our breakdown, if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories, which we grade individually to come up with a final All Bros grade of the movie. And we split it into story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then just at the end we give it our own personal grade. And then we come to our final score. So, with that, let's get into breaking down the story. Let's do it. So, get ready for Reading with Rose. Because I haven't been able to come up with a better name. So, I guess that's all it's going to be for now. Um, all right, so here we go. Um, spoiler warning, I don't, did you already bring that up, Caleb? What? 
Did you already bring up the spoiler warning? Oh, no. Oh, so so if you're new to our breakdowns, we literally spoil the whole damn movie. So if you haven't seen 1917 and don't want to get the whole thing spoiled, uh, turn away right now. You have been warned. Yep. We'll give you five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. On April 6th, April 7th... Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. Nice start. <laughs> Shut up. On April 6th... Um, yeah, okay. On April 6th, 1917, roll credits. Did you get that reference? Cinema Sins? Yep. Yeah, I got it. Hell yeah. Uh, Aerial Reconnaissance has observed that the German army, which has pulled back from a sector of the Western Front in northern France, is not in retreat but has made a strategic withdrawal to the new Hindenburg Line, where they are waiting to overwhelm the British with artillery. In the British trenches, with field telephone lines cut, two young British soldiers, Lance Corporals William Schofield, a veteran of the uh, veteran of the Samoe, Somme, S O M M E, Somme. I think they said Somme. Okay, Somme. Uh, and Tom Blake are ordered by General. Aaron Moore to carry a message to Colonel McKenzie of the 2nd Battalion of the Devonshire Regiment, calling off a scheduled attack that would jeopardize the lives of 1,600 men, including Blake's brother, Lieutenant Joseph Blake. Uh, Schofield and Blake cross no man's land to reach the abandoned German trenches. In an, in an underground barracks, they discover a booby-trap tripwire, which is promptly triggered by a rat. Did I? Did you want to kill that rat after this, dude? I wanted to kill the rat before. I saw the rat freaking jumped. I'm like, ah, shoot it, dude. Same, <laughs> dude. I'm like, that is the biggest rat I think I've ever seen. Ugh. Dude, when and he just kept jumping dude. like uh, bag to bag, I'm like, ugh. Dude, we skipped one of the most disgusting parts of this movie when they were crossing no man's land. And they jumped into one of the the pits. Oh, and, and uh, Schofield's so the, hand. Uh, what's it? Yeah, Schofield. Schofield slides down and looks and sees like there's just bodies. And then Blake comes down and kind of like trips forward a little bit and is like comes face to face with this freaking like disfigured looking face. And he like startles and jumps back and bumps Schofield and Schofield like. Like get his balance, puts his hand down, and it goes like through one of like his fellow soldiers. Yeah, it's. Ugh. I'm just like, dude. When I saw that, I was like, <laughs> yeah, dude, dude, same, absolute same. <clears throat> dude, I, I'm, I think I'm man enough to admit I would have screamed. <laughs> oh yeah, I would have screamed too. I. Th <laughs> the question is, who would have screamed louder? between us two that is the question uh whoever put their hand through their fellow soldier but what if we both put our hand through our fellow soldier well i think then we're both going to go deaf <laughs> all right uh okay uh the explosion almost kills schofield but blake saves him and the two escape 
They arrive at an abandoned farmhouse where a German plane is shot down in a dogfight with Allied aircraft. This was a really cool scene. Like, holy shit. I mean, because I remember, so, because uh, I hadn't seen the trailer in so long. So I thought that uh, one of the planes just starts turning around and starts firing at, at them on the ground. I totally forgot it's no, one of the planes gets shot down and it starts coming towards them. Dude, something this movie did really, really well was tension building. Dude, seriously, I was on the edge of my well, on the edge of my bed. I can't really say edge of my seat. Yeah, like <laughs> I was freaking just tense while they were crawling through no man's land. Then I was fine, and then the freaking like when the rat set off the trip wire, I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> So I th- um, and then like while they're sorry. trying to escape that trench, like th- like that whole scene, it was just like, oh my gosh, like this is just crazy. Yeah, and I think uh, I think Caleb, sorry, no, I I was just gonna say, and then with this the plane, like you think it's gonna be just like, oh, you're gonna see it crash. No, it's freaking coming after them. Like it's just intense. It's like, yeah, it's borderline thriller. Dude, right? Seriously though. Um, but I, I think a credit to what makes this movie so thrilling and like on edge of your seat, all this stuff, is the fact that this movie looks like it is shot in one shot. Yeah. One there is only I think would you agree with this, Caleb, that there is only one shot that looks like it cuts. But other than that, the rest of the movie just looks like one shot. It's sadly not. <laughs> I wish it was. That would have been yeah. really cool. But I mean, it's. I completely if they understand. Able to do that. If they would have been able to shoot this in the one or two shots, that would have been a feat in itself. Yeah. But I mean, after watching this, I can completely understand why it won for best cinematography at the Academy Awards, and it absolutely deserved it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, so the only cut that we're talking about is while you're following... Is it Schofield? Yep, yeah, it's Schofield. Yeah, while you're following Schofield, he is kind of ambushed by this German in a tower, uh, makes it to the tower, and is knocked out. And so the scene kind of cuts out with him. So as soon as he's knocked out, the screen goes black, and then you wake up with him. Mm -hmm. Which I think that's actually a very... So that's like the... Really cool way to do it. Yeah, so that's the only cut that we're considering. Even though you can technically count it as not, but... It's it's the only visible cut to, like, the untrained eye. Shout out to them. If you're listening. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh. Alright. Uh, so they so they arrive at an abandoned farmhouse where a German plane is shot down in a dogfight with Allied aircraft. Schofield and Blake save the burned pilot, but the pilot stabs Blake and is shot dead by Schofield. Did you see that coming at all? I 
I want to say yes, but I didn't at the same time. Okay. So this, so the reason I thought yes was because when I saw them pulling them him out, I was just like, "What the shit? He's the enemy! Like he would kill you in a second. And then when he, they pulled him out and were trying to like rescue him, I was like, "Okay, they like maybe he's gonna like have a forgiving heart and like not kill these guys." <laughs> Nope. But no, as soon as I heard Blake, like, freaking out, I was just like, oh, shit. Blake's, <laughs> Blake's freaking in it now. <laughs> Dude, when Schofield's just like, we should just shoot him, put him out of his misery, I'm like, yes, just do it. <laughs> Dude, that's what that's the team I would have been on. I'd be like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, so what? They say- you mean the enemy wants to kill us? Shut What? Up. So the pilot sadly stabs Blake, uh, and is shot. And pilot is shot dead by Schofield. Schofield comforts Blake as he dies, promising to complete the mission and to right Blake's mother. Yeah, this this was really sad. Oh my gosh, dude, I couldn't even freaking imagine. Yeah, I I can't. Like I was getting like, <sighs> this movie. <laughs> did emotion really well like it the tension really of of things happening to you in war like kind of like just you kind of get a little let the lesser feelings of it like when when there's tension you're it's when the characters have like adrenaline yeah and then when there's like sadness like you feel that sadness and it's just like all these different feelings that Schofield's feeling they did a really good job of making you feel it too. Yeah, they they really did. But yeah, okay. is oh, all right. Anyway, uh, uh, taking Blake's rings and dog tag as well as Aaron Moore's letter, he's picked up by a passing British unit. A destroyed canal canal bridge near. I'm gonna butcher this. Accuse Saint Mine. We're gonna. We're just gonna say that that's right. Prevents the British lorries from crossing, and Schofield chooses to part with them. He uses what is left of the bridge to cross alone, and comes under fire from a German sniper. He and the sniper shoot each other simultaneously, and the sniper is killed while Schofield is knocked out. So this is where the cut takes place that we're t- that w- uh, Caleb just brought up. Yeah. Oh, that that something I I want to talk about is the the bypassing British battalion. Like, yeah, I feel like they freaking showed up out of nowhere. <laughs> D- yeah, like it's it's so crazy because it's the the movie itself is shot I think in the Newfoundland where it's very open like I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the newfoundland because that i'm that's or france somewhere somewhere where they speak french where the natives speak french mm-hmm. um but everything is like super open like the re like with the dog fights and everything it was just open field and so i feel with all of their like because they kind of spun around like the camera did like they spun around and then the, like after Blake 
died. It's just kind of like all these guys showed up out of nowhere. And I'm just like, wait, what the deuce? <laughs> so, I mean, that I think little moments like that were the only thing that kind of caught me like or pulled me out of the movie. That's fair. But okay. those are like very minor, minor gripes. Okay. But yeah, anyway. All right, so Schofield regains uh, consciousness at night and finds the town in flames. He encounters another German soldier and escapes into an abandoned building where he stumbles into the hiding place of a French woman with an infant. She treats his wounds, and he gives her and the infant his canned food and milk from the farm. Despite the woman's pleas, Schofield leaves after hearing the chimes of a nearby clock that it is morning and time is running out. After encountering more German soldiers, he escapes by jumping into a river. He is swept over at a waterfall before reaching the riverbank. In the forest, he finds D Company of the 2nd Devons, which is the last wave of the attack. As the company starts to move toward the front, Schofield tries to reach Colonel McKenzie. Okay, I, w- I just want to bring up, I honestly, uh, I feel this was like the most powerful moment of the movie to me. It's when uh, he is walking up to, um, what are they called again? The, uh, the second Devons of the uh, D Company. And I don't know the exact name of the song that they're singing, that the one guy is singing, but he's singing it to all the soldiers and just, I just the panning shot of like all of them just sitting there and listening. And like, I think the guy just has an amazing voice. It's, it's just such a powerful scene and I love it so much. And I think it's honestly my favorite scene of the whole movie. That's a really good scene. Um, I don't know why, but the one that stands out to me as like my favorite was when he was after he had left the, the woman and that child. Um, he comes across this man that comes out and is like starting to puke. So he tries to like take a back way and realizes that there's another German soldier in there. Oh, and they yeah. have to like fight. Okay. Yeah, I and know. just like, this is where the like the scene where I was like the most anxious. I I feel I think I've ever been, where that one dude's just kind of like talking to himself. Like the other one, the one that was kind of throwing up, is just talking to himself while Schofield and this other German are fighting. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if he turns around, Schofield is screwed. <laughs> dude, and, just the fact that like the guy's like trying to like uh, get the attention. Of the other guy while Schofield is just choking the life out of him. (laughs) Yeah. That's where I was just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Uh, That would just, like, ugh. I really love that scene because it was just so, just the tension that it made me feel. And I, I don't feel like that anxious tension a lot. So when I'm when movies are able to make me feel that I, I love it. Yeah. No, like honestly, I feel I can't say enough good about this movie. I, I really loved this movie. Um, yeah, it, it was solid. <laughs> uh, realizing that the trenches are too crowded for him to make it for, sorry, realizing that the trenches are too crowded for him to make it to McKenzie in time. Schofield sprints across the open battlefield just as the infantry begins its charge. 
And I don't know if there are any cuts in this part because they are so good at hiding cuts. I don't think there is. But the part where he's just running through battle trying to get to um, – oh, my gosh, I totally forgot his name. Colonel McKenzie. To me, that will go down as one of the greatest one-shots I've ever seen. Dude, this whole – like, I mean – Well, just that one specific say, scene. Yeah, yeah. The, you could technically say that this movie was two shots. You really could. Because, like, it's yeah, I mean, hard. I know like, it's amazing blind, how like they a... hid. Hit a lot of shots. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, the thing that I really liked about that particular scene is when Schofield's just kind of, like, charging through, and he's running into people. Yeah. You know, it's a really, um, I don't know if you felt the same way, but okay, so kind of backtracking. When Schofield uh, jumps into the river and he has to crawl out, did you kind of just feel like, a, did your body kind of just feel like, I don't know how to describe it, kind of just like. Like gross? Gross and like you felt like kind of sick when he had to uh, crawl over all of his uh, fallen comrades? That's the crazy thing, because I noticed that there were some Englishmen, there were some Germans in there, and there were civilians. Oh, I didn't notice any civilians. Yeah. Oh, shit. Kind of while, like, near the end, when he's, like, practically out of the water. Yeah. uh, There, it looks like there's a woman. Oh, sad. I don't know how. Yeah, right. Shit, I don't know how I missed that. Well, there's another. Yeah, like, there's was, a reason for me to go just, watch this movie again. It's just crazy, like the way that they did that. Like with some things, like I, I kind of like how they threw that in, though. Like it, yeah, it freaking like hurts my soul. But I like but how it, they threw that little thing in. Oh, I did too. It's it just it's showed a, that. Do what? Sorry, no, you go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. Um, I was just saying that I like how there, like, there's a difference between the no man's land where he's crawling over soldiers, people that he's he himself has fought with, and then getting to a point where he's crawling over Germans. Yeah, it's it's just a whole different thing when you see that he's crawling over civilians. Yeah, it's just. Like, it hits so much harder. Honestly, you kind of hear Clint Eastwood in your head being like, "War is hell." <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not. I'm not sure if that's something he's ever said, or if um, I know that that's a quote somewhere. It's just I don't know who said it. It's just uh, that's the voice that that's in my head. I would not be surprised if Clint Eastwood has at least said that once in a movie. Yeah, but it, it's like stuff like that. It's just this movie made the real like it felt real it it really did it really really did all right so it was just so well done it yeah all right so he forces his way into meeting mckenzie who reads the message and reluctantly calls off the attack skillfield then finds joseph who was among the first wave but is unscathed Schofield tells Joseph of his mission and that his brother Tom is dead, 
passing on Tom's rings and dog tagged Joseph. Joseph is distressed about his brother, but thanks Schofield for his efforts. Uh, Schofield asks to write to write to their mother about Tom's heroics, to which Joseph agrees. Exhausted, Schofield sits under a tree, looking at photographs of his wife and two daughters. I had no idea that was his wife and kids. I thought that was just, like, I don't know, like maybe his sister and his nieces or something. I, I, did it like say on the back that that was his wife? I, I don't know. My eyesight's like absolute shit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it, you should he never get talked glasses. About his family. True, he did not. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he never talked about his his, uh, his family life. Um, but I actually told you this when after I finished watching it. Um, one thing that I really liked that they did with Blake's brother was show that he was just kind of in shock about everything. And when he was like, after he handed over the rings and dog tags, um, his brother or Blake's brother asked like what his name was. And he said Schofield and he kind of sat there for a second and was just like, I'm sorry, what? And I really like that because I feel like some people or some, a lot of directors, when they have moments where there's just shock, they try to relay that to the audience through muffled sounds or like that high pitched ringing noise. True. And then it's it like kind of makes it so like the outside world, like you, you yourself can't like it's kind of like you yourself are experiencing it, mm-hmm. but you never see it from the uh, like the outside perspective like you see this guy like he's like in other films like you see someone staring off into space around their their head is getting fuzzy and then you hear a high-pitched ringing noise and then like muffled talk and whatnot and like that's how they purvey oh this guy's in shock and you never see it from the outside perspective like you always get the hey you okay <laughs> this thing no, it's but true. you didn't get that you kind of just you kind of see it from the outside and i really really enjoyed that yeah i did too um oh. yeah i have nothing but good things to say about this movie dude same absolute same so what are you thinking with the story <laughs> It is so freaking high, dude. <laughs> it is for me, too. It's... I wouldn't say it's... Qu- I mean... Like we've come up on before with movies that are more just like retellings. It's hard to give the story a grade when it's something that really happened. True. That's a good point. And we're assuming that this is a story that really happened. I don't think they ever said based off a true story. It's just based off a story that the director's, I think, grandfather or father shared. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so... I mean, with how well the story was told, and I kind of have to contribute that to it being 
in a two shot. Yet, honestly, that just really added to this movie. Like, ah, I can't yeah, get over like, how such of a like that was such a great idea. Yeah, it's it's like that just like boosts it because you get you get to see everything from everything that Schofield is a part of, you are a part of. And it's hard to be like, oh, well, you there are blanks that you kind of have to fill in. There were no blanks. No, there wasn't. Like the only <sighs> blank that he had was when he was knocked out. But you woke up with him. So there was really no like gaps in his story. Mm-hmm. From yeah. point A, from the beginning to the end. And it's, oh, I'm in the high, higher 90s. I'm at like a 95. A 95? Yeah. I, I might go a little higher. Like, I'm at 96. I can go 96. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Dude, honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll go as high as you want me to. yeah i it's just the very few story aspects like that one battalion that kind of showed up out of nowhere on the farm yeah i think that's seriously like my only gripe (laughs) it's just like where the hell were you when this where when blake was getting stabbed by this german yeah right Uh, um writing Moving on to writing. Again. Where are you at? Uh, this was also really, really solid. Yeah, it was. It, it's kind of cool because, like, I mean, I've never been in a wartime situation, but I have been, or I am in the military. Mm-hmm. I have had situations where we're hiking or whatnot, and just the kind of conversations that you have while you're doing that and all the conversations that were between Schofield and Blake they were like super real like when you're talk like it's just kind of like when you're talking to someone and they're like hey you know this guy that has something weird about him like do you know the real story about that like that's just something that you would bs about just other people's like shit yeah dude like the whole uh that guy's uh ear getting bitten off by the rat yeah and him <laughs> saying like oh it was shrapnel yeah <laughs> like you have guys that are like that it's yeah. just kind of like oh how'd you hurt yourself and he's like oh well i got in a fight it's like no dipshit tripped over his own shoes <laughs> like that like those are the kind of conversations that you have with yeah your, your fellow soldiers or in my case airmen <laughs> And they're just, they're fun. Yeah. And that's, like, how the conversations felt between, like, Blake and Schofield. They were just, like, fun. And then they get into real shit every once in a while. And then he's trying to, like, lighten up the mood a little bit. It's just, just kind of how it goes. So. So do you I'm, think it's as high as the story? Or what do you think? I don't. I okay. I want to dock it a little bit because okay. it's something that I kind like. It's just some comment that I feel didn't quite go anywhere. Um, and it was with 
Oh, shit. What's his name? It's not Colin Firth. Colin Farrell? Yeah. Uh, I think it was Colin Farrell. No, no, it was actually Colin Firth. Colin Firth? Yep. Yeah, General... General Aaron Moore. Wait, he was... Okay. We're talking about the 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 general from the beginning, right? Wait, what? No, no, no. The one that picked him up in the oh. uh, at the farm. Oh, that was uh that was uh Mark Strong's character. Mark Strong, yeah, yeah, yeah. So something Mark Strong said when he was told what the message to the major was. Yeah. Um, he said like, Hey, make sure you have witnesses, like some people just like the fight and yeah, like, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that it really didn't never lead went anywhere. anywhere because no, I know like with Benedict Cumber, like with the major, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, he it didn't feel like he wanted to. It's just kind of like, hey, we need to jump on this. And then the second he read, yeah, the second he read um, the letter, he was just like, okay, call everyone back. So yeah. I don't think it was him like after the fight. So it's just kind of like, eh. no, no, you got yeah, you got a good point. That really did not go anywhere. Yeah. So other than that, it was damn near flawless. Like not none of the writing felt like janky. No, it did not. Like everything seemed to fit into place. Yeah. So are are you like low nineties, high nineties? What do you think? I'm in the mid '90s again, so I okay. think may I'm sitting at like a '94. I can give you '94. Yeah, yeah. '94. All right. Next up, we got acting. So I think we're just going to grade Blake and Schofield. Yeah. So Schofield was played by George McKay, and Blake was played by Dean Charles Chapman. Chapman. Yeah, Chapman. Oh, it sounded like you said Chaplin for a second. I was just like, uh, what? <laughs> sorry, Chapman. Yeah, sorry, Chapman. Uh, okay, so you want to do Blake first since he was kind of like the... Yeah. A lesser let's, part. Let's do him. Holy shit, they are, they are definitely... There's an age gap between these two. What? Uh-huh. So, uh, the actor who played Blake, Dean Charles Chapman, he is 22, and then George McKay, who played Schofield, is 28. I thought they were, like, close to the same age. Nope. Yeah, it kind of looked like it. <laughs> yeah, it did, but was wrong. Anyway, so, so what Dean Charles about... Chapman. Yeah. Uh, I think he did a great job. Like I felt on honestly when he sadly died, I I almost cried. Like I I was that close. Yeah, it was it was a bummer, dude. Yeah, like, and that's just a credit to you know uh, him as an actor. Like he really made you feel for his character. Yeah. It's just what sucked is that he was trying to help that guy too. I think that's I know, like something right? that just like. Yeah, it kills you even more. Yeah. Uh, it, he was he was really good. Like kind of just 
seems like he is the type of person that gets himself into trouble. Yeah, yeah, I kind of I picked up on that too. Yeah, like at the beginning, he I guess he got like you don't I don't think you see it. Like, did you see him like push the wounded soldier? Uh, uh-uh, no. Yeah, so I don't think you see it, but he's getting yelled at, um, by someone for pushing a wounded soldier and he's just like wait i got i ha- i have a mission like i'm it's like, like orders from the channel like, orders from the channel ass whooped <laughs> yeah like and then like Schofield had to come in and be like hey uh we got shit to do <laughs> so get the hell out the way yeah it's just and it's funny because like the guy that I'm assuming he pushed the one in the cast. He didn't yeah. look as upset about the about it as the guy that freaking was just like ready to choke Blake out. Yeah, right? Seriously though. Like damn. Ugh. <laughs> like honestly, I've been like it, it it's fine. It's fine, dude. <laughs> as long as I live, that's all that matters. Yeah. Um but yeah, the comedic bits that he had were freaking great. The like Really good with like actiony shit too. Yes. Yeah. Um. Like, I, one of the the scenes with him that stands out for me is when that rat trips the tripwire. Yeah. Yeah, and he like you see the like you see this rat. It's like climbing over all these bags, and then. Like, then they notice a tripwire, and then you see this rat fall with the bag, grab the bag, and start dragging it backwards, and then you just hear Blake go, oh, shit, and then it freaking blows up, and you're just like, oh! <laughs> like, that freaking just, oof, just boggled my mind. Like, it was just crazy. Yeah, and again, it's a credit to... Uh, this guy's work and his honestly his facial expressions. Yeah. Um, I don't have very many complaints about his acting. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't like top notch stuff. It no, was, but it was, with what he had to excellent. do. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, excellent, he did excellent with what he had to do. For me, it's like high eighties. Like. 88 more like 87 okay i can do 87 yeah yeah okay and then next we got schofield which was played by george mckay and his work was excellent yeah he stole the freaking movie as he should because he's the main guy um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah he oh Fantastic. I feel I honestly can't yeah. say enough good about him. Yeah. Like, again, I don't think it was a 100% performance. No, but... It's definitely, like, for me, lower 90s. Okay. Like, maybe a solid 90 itself. Can you give me a... For everything that he was able to accomplish. Can you give me a 91? Yeah, I can give you a 91. Perfect. And I believe that that will average out to 89. Not too shabby. 
All right, next up we have effects, which this is going to be pretty high. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. There were some scenes where I could tell that they had special, like, used CGI. I couldn't. Yeah, well, I noticed it when, uh, when he went over the waterfall. Oh, and yeah. There's a okay. lot of, like, the falling down stuff. Yeah. Um, and then when the when that trip mine actually got set off. Yeah. Like, when Blake got blown back, it, that looked like a CGI character. That, yeah, that's fair. Sorry, so, I was so invested I didn't notice the stuff, but now I do. <laughs> it's it's hard to like so I actually watched it on my uh my TV for like half of it and then I needed to put the baby to bed so I watched the second half on my phone. Oh, okay. And so when it was smaller that's when I was able to kind of notice it a bit more. Gotcha. Okay. Um but I'm assuming on the big screen it looked freaking amazing. Oh, mm, so gorgeous. Wait, we talking like big screen at home or like an actual movie theater screen i'm thinking like theater yeah i regret yeah i regret not seeing this movie in theaters so much i i wouldn't say that like it was it was good it's just i i kind of enjoyed watching it at home (laughs) i mean i did too but Uh, but i do i don't know like for me like a lot of one shot stuff i wanted i want to be able to see that stuff on the big screen yeah. But overall, there was a lot of like hidden cuts that were super well done. Mhm. Um the sets looked a freaking amazing. Yep. All of the like the the bodies that they had, those looked great. Yeah, everything looked <sighs> so realistic. It did. I'm honestly, I'm sitting with effects about maybe like like 92 i can give you that i can give you 92 yeah yeah all right let's go 92 all right next up we got music which i think this might pull the movie down a little bit not much there isn't a lot of music um like I brought up earlier, there's that one uh, military song uh, that the one guy's singing to the whole. Uh, what are they called? Like the whole <sighs> battalion. Yeah, yeah, the whole battalion, and just like I said, that's my favorite scene of the whole movie. But I'm trying, like, I'm trying to remember if there's really anything else from the soundtrack that really stood out. Yeah. Like, that song, I think, brings it up a little bit, because that's a super memorable song. Yes, and it is. none of the other music stood out, so I'm, like, seven? I can do a seven. I mean, I could be seven. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know if I can... I feel that song boosts it from, like, a six to a seven, so I don't know if I can really boost it up to an eight. Yeah. Um, but where it's going to get some redemptive points here, uh, costumes. Ooh, yes. Fantastic. So, so good. Um, I'm at like a nine. That's about where I'm at too. 
Hell yeah. Like, Let's do I it. I mean, if we did it, if we did like half points, I'd say like nine and a half. Because <laughs> I don't think it was quite at ten. That's fair. Um, just... I, I, I don't even know why. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's still very high, so... Yeah, it's it's one of the better like I'm trying to see if we gave a nine anything else. Um I mean we gave Spider Man Far From Home a nine. Oh, I thought and we gave Aladdin. That oh and shit. Avengers Endgame. Well, I mean, and yeah, us. Avengers End. Alright, Avengers Endgame and Us, yeah, I definitely agree with that. So you you think it's on this that same level? Yeah. What did we give ten to? We gave ten to Rocket Man because, okay, duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also gave it to the Room, which makes sense. Yeah. And we also gave it to Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, so those were just like outstanding. I'm I'm happy with the nine. <laughs> yeah, I'm too. Okay, um, and then moving on to our own personal grade. Uh, where are you sitting at? Um, you know, considering how much I really enjoy this movie, this I haven't seen a lot of war movies, but this might be my favorite I've ever seen. Like, I was hooked from the beginning. Never got bored. I, I was invested the whole time. Um, uh... I'm thinking like a 92. 92? Yeah, I'm pretty high. I might actually be higher than you. Real? Okay. Yeah, like I I think I'm I'm sitting at like a 95. Okay. And the reason I'm sitting so high is because a lot of the movies that I really enjoy are movies that I could go back and watch and get stuff out of. And I feel like this is one of those movies that I could go back, watch again, and get something new out of it. I, I can completely see that. And I don't know. I think this is going to be one of those movies that you study. Or that get studied in like future film classes where they're just like check out like that just the technical masterpiece that is 1917 can i change my score (laughs) really i talked you up yeah you did (laughs) what are you at same as you 95 (laughs) yeah it deserves it you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So, I mean, obviously, if we're both picking 95, averages out to 95. Woo! So, that concludes this breakdown, and our final grade for 1917 is... I'm not even going to try a drum roll. Sorry. You're going to break tradition? What? Okay, fine. You want me to really try it? Here. Before I break my laptop, that's the best you get. 
An A minus. Not too shabby. Yeah, not too bad at all. So it is sitting at a 90.5%. Woo! Yeah, and that's pretty good. Yeah. I feel. If y'all haven't seen this um, movie, go watch it. It is honestly one of the best blind buys that I have ever done. Yeah. So it is it's high, it's higher. So I'm only doing A minus movies. So all these movies I'm gonna list are A minus, okay? Okay. So the first one oh, that's uh that's Red Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, it's it's higher than Red Dead. Okay. Um, Red Dead sitting at a ninety point zero three, so it's a little higher. All right. Um, it's lower than A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I okay. I disagree with that, but that's just me. It is about. It's so it's a it's higher than Rocket Man. Rocket Man has All 90.47, right. and this one's 90.5. I can definitely agree with that. No offense to Rocket Man. Um, it is one point lower than Joker. Okay. It is two points below Room. Okay. Then... It's actually one point lower than How to Train Your Dragon 3. Is it higher than the first and two? And Us. Wait, it's yeah, it's higher than the first two. Okay. Wait, so it, wait, is it higher or lower than Us? Uh, Lower. I, can't, I forgot I can't disagree with the Albro score. I got to keep telling myself that, that they're fine. So us is sitting at a ninety one point three. Well, this is a, a ninety point five. Alright. Um, any other and it's a little bit lower it's one point lower than Logan. I can accept that. Um it's a little bit oh, it's high it's it is point one percent higher. Than Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. <gasps> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then it is three points lower than War of the Planet of the Apes. I'm okay with that. I'm sorry, I just love those movies too much. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's all of our A minus movies that we've broken down so far. What did we, because uh, I forgot, what did we give Avengers Endgame? Avengers Endgame uh, is sitting at a 94.16%, so it's an A. Woo, okay, all right. Yeah, and the only reason that it is that low is because Victor tried to screw us. <laughs> Thanks, Vic. <laughs> uh, but luckily, we still we still got that A. Yep. oh shit uh so yeah i mean i personally agree with that i think the only one that i as well maybe don't is with beautiful day but i mean i could let that one slide yeah i can too 
Um, but yeah. So that concludes this week's breakdown. Um, if you like this episode and want to check out more of our stuff and hear our voices, uh, you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Radio.com, Spotify, and more. And then if we're not there, just go somewhere else. <laughs> Uh, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube as well as some bonus videos that we make. Uh, you can follow us on social media. Uh, DM us with episode ideas if you want. We actually got a couple. Uh, we're gonna. So one of the ideas was to do a breakdown of True Lies, the 1994 Arnold Schwarzenegger Schwarzenegger movie. I think you said and it right. And then the other... Do what? I think you said it right. Yeah. And then the other one was to do a Mrs. Doubtfire Dreamcast, which was an idea from your sister, actually. Oh yeah. Thank you, Christina. Yeah. And so I can't wait we'll, to do We'll that have to one. come up with something for that. <laughs> that one's going to take work, because she wanted us to do, like, a remake. Yeah, you got to give us a little while on that, sis. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be tough. Yeah. But I um, love her choice to replace, uh, to honor, or as a follow-up to Robin Williams, Jack Black. I could actually, I don't know, I could actually write a reboot of Mrs. Doubtfire with Jack Black in the role. You know what we should do? We should... Like you should come up with like your idea for one, and we'll like we'll skip like the opening, like the news stuff. Yeah, I mean, we'll or maybe we'll just record. We'll figure it out, like logistically. Yeah, <laughs> but like, have you pitch yours, and then I'll pitch mine because I have an idea for it too that I'm still like figuring out, which I'll talk to you after. Okay, I like this idea. Let's do it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so if you have episode ideas, uh, hit us up on social media. Uh, if you want to answer our question of the week, I usually post those uh, when we know that what we're doing the, next, the following week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, or if you want to join us, uh, you can also DM us with that. Um, we would gladly love to have anyone on. Yes, we would. Uh, we're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the all bros. We're on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at the All Bros. Uh, you can email us at the All Bros channel at gmail.com or go to our website, which is tinyurl.com forward slash the All Bros, where you can find links to our store on T Public, um, as well as listen to our episodes and links to our YouTube and all that fun stuff. Uh, but if you want to just go straight to our merch, merch store uh you can find it at tpublic.com slash user slash the all bros channel uh this episode art so last week's episode art was sonic and tails uh that one's go that one's up uh should be up in the store now and uh this one for 1917 should be up either the day this releases or tomorrow which is tuesday 
So one of the two. Um. Oh, you can also find us. <laughs> like we, you have a like you can find us a lot of places this week. <laughs> um, we we were on a trivia show with the Inner Circle Podcast Network, and they so it's called the Winner Circle, and you can find that. I'll put post a link to it in the uh, in the description so you can find it. Um, but. Yeah, we were on a trivia show, and we had tons of fun. Did. Went up against Untrained Eye, and it was a blast. Hell yeah. Yeah, freaking ton of fun. Yeah, it really was. Like, I wish that we got a category, <laughs> at least one category that we were good at. <laughs> I just wish I paid more attention in school. That's what I wish. All right. Dude, like, what does it, what does it show that, like, this isn't spoiling anything. But what does it show that the first one was about video games and we nailed that one? Yeah, we got a hundred. And then the rest were about uh, like school subjects, and <laughs> we freaking sucked ass. Uh, oh my gosh! Uh, so okay, so who are the hosts again for the Inner Circle? Oh, that's uh, oh shit! I forgot her name. I, for, I feel so bad. I know that they are the failing Hollywood. Okay. Because bo- they were uh, both, they were, they were awesome. Um, but I remember he. I think it's uh, Jackie and Mark. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I think he, uh, like after round one, he said, "Yeah, for like the first time ever, uh, both teams uh, have a perfect score." And I was thinking, "Oh hell yeah, you know, me and Caleb got this." And then <laughs> comes round two. My like, gosh, oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, not trying to spoil it. Yeah, sorry or anything. So go listen. Yes, yeah, <laughs> listen go to that. Yeah. I mean, not not all shit. We t- killed it. <laughs> You're such a horrible liar. I know I am. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, yeah. So go check that out. There will be a link in the episode description. And yeah. So next week, uh, we will be breaking down the Oscar winner for Best Picture, Parasite. So thank you, uh, just Hulu. Because we, we, for... Yeah. Oh, and to the person who, I mean, I didn't catch your name, so I'm so sorry. Um, to the person who suggested that we break down True Lies, we cannot find it to watch with our current resources. So, But the second we do, we will be breaking that one down. So Rose is just going to have to find... Yes, I've been talking about myself in third person. Rose is just going to have to find a used DVD somewhere, and then after this whole quarantine is over, Caleb and I are going to have to have a movie night and watch it. Hell yes. Yeah. All right, so you guys can look forward to that next week. Until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next time. Deuces. Shalom. That was bad. I feel it just keeps getting worse. I mean, it wasn't great. (laughs) A for effort, okay?